0: Hey there. Welcome to the Define Your Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Megan Robinson. Um, today's episode is going to be a little different than what you might have heard on this podcast so far if you've been listening. Um, and it's a topic that is really important to me for a couple of reasons. Um, I should probably tell you the topic before I tell you why it's important to me. Um, The topic is authenticity. And the reason that I believe it's so important to talk about authenticity, um, number one, as it relates to this podcast, is because we talk about defining your wealthy life and living a life that aligns with your values and what you really want, what's important to you. In life. And in order to do that, you have to know what is authentically true for you. What is authentically important and what you really truly care about. And while that may sound very simple for some people, for others of us, myself included, it is not such a straightforward thing all the time. Um, And that's the second reason that I think it's so important to talk about authenticity or at least why this topic is so near and dear to my heart because I have really struggled with knowing what authentic Megan looks like and being able to show up in my life and online and in my business in a way that feels very authentic to me. And I know that a lot of other people struggle with this as well. I remember when my partner Joseph and I first met, He, I I always, or for a lot of my life, I kind of played the role of a chameleon in any situation that I was in. So when Joseph and I met, I did the thing that I normally did, which I didn't even know that I did at the time, But I observed him, I observed the way that he acted, and I waited to kind of get an idea or a sense of what he liked, um, what his personality was like, and then I kind of adapted and molded myself to conform to that or to, you know, complement his personality. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing it might sound crazy to certain people, (laughs) Uh, I promise I'm not a crazy, manipulative person or anything. I think I just, for so long, I was an incredible people pleaser. Um, and I based a lot of my personality, the way that I acted, and my decisions on wanting to be liked and accepted. And I have so many examples throughout my life Um so Joseph was one of them when we first met and he he'll tell you now we've had this conversation before but when we first met he didn't really like me very much. I was more invested in the relationship in the beginning because he said that um he said that I just was very vanilla and that I didn't have I didn't show much of my own personality. And now he gets all sides of my personalities, so he knows that not to be true, but at the time i was just you know waiting to see what my personality should be so that he would like me um and there are so many other examples when i was in college uh i remember there was this girl that i worked with who i was like i was in a customer service job and i was just nice to everyone not just at my job but like i was a big people pleaser i wanted people to like me i wanted to be accepted and I didn't see that as a bad thing, and I didn't see it at the time uh, the degree to which I let it control my behavior and different parts of my life i didn't I didn't see that as being bad or harmful. But um, there's a, a girl that I worked with, we'll call her Amber. And Amber really did not like me, and that bothered me so much, even though honestly I didn't really like Amber either but I couldn't stand the idea of someone not liking me and so I did everything that I could I was so nice I like brought treats to work for other people I was just always very friendly and trying to strike up conversation with Amber and everyone um And she never liked me, and then she ended up having a party and inviting everyone that we worked with, which was like 23 people or something at the time. Um, She invited everybody that we worked with except for me and one other person, and that was soul-crushing. And looking back on it, I can see why she didn't like me, because I was not really me in a lot of ways. I was a version of myself that I thought I needed to be at different times to be liked and accepted by the people around me. And this lack of authenticity caused me so much grief. Um, I could feel it when I was being authentic. I could feel that I was not showing up for myself I could feel that um, I was making decisions for other people I was people pleasing I was um, doing things that I didn't really want to do or that I didn't have time to do and I felt stressed by it all and I resented some of the people around me because I felt like I had to do these things for other people all the time but I wasn't Doing what I actually wanted to do or what aligned with my values. And yeah, it just, I have so many examples of how authenticity showed up in my life and how it negatively impacted my life. And I've been thinking a lot about authenticity and what it actually means to be authentic over the last few weeks because for years, this is probably a funny topic to hear me talk on if you know me personally because for years I always said that um, I didn't believe that there was anything, I didn't believe that there was such a thing as true authenticity because I think that we're different around different people. We just are. Most of us are different depending on you know, who we're around. We change small parts of our personality or the way that we speak or the things that we might bring up in conversation. And while I think that that is true, I also think that my definition of authenticity has changed. So for example, I used to think that being authentic meant that your personality was the same and consistent all the time and that you just never changed no matter who you were around that you always acted and behaved the same way and I think that that can be true for certain people but I don't think that that necessarily defines authenticity for me anymore so the definition of authenticity from an existentialism perspective is Authenticity is the the degree to which a person's actions are congruent with his or her values and desires despite external pressures to social conformity. That to me is a definition of authenticity that I feel like I can really get behind because I don't think that we are all meant to be exactly the same personality-wise around every person that we meet. There are some people who are like that. My partner, Joseph, is one of the most consistent people I have ever known in my entire life in every way possible, but it always amazed me when we first met that he just, he was always Joseph no matter who we were or who was around. He never changed the way that he looked or dressed or talked or what he claimed his interests were. He never changed any of that around anyone. He was just always Joseph. And, um, some people just are very consistent in that way. But even he changes certain things, like he will choose his words a little differently or not tell certain jokes around my grandmother. (laughs) So, I used to think that that's what authenticity was. Like if you didn't curse like a sailor the way you do around your friends, around your grandparents, then that's inauthentic. But I think more so to me than how you act or how you adapt your personality in different situations. Because a lot of us do just adapt certain parts of our personality or things that we choose to say or not to say in different situations, I think what's more important is that you're making decisions on a regular basis that align with your values and the things that you really desire. So I've been thinking a lot about authenticity lately and how to show up more authentically in my life and in this business, because it has always been so hard for me to, I've I've never felt authentic, really truly authentic in marketing, like marketing my coaching services or courses, um, and I've always felt myself, if I follow, if I have a coach or if I follow other people who are doing similar things to what I'm doing online, I've always found it very difficult not to start to mold myself into what I see other people doing or, um, you know, adapting sort of the persona of my business coach at the time. Um, so yeah, this is something that I think is, it's just really important and it's been a top priority practice in my life recently, just making sure that I'm doing things for the right reasons and not because I want people to like me or I want to be accepted. Um, and I had a, a small win. A very It's a very tiny thing, but it was really important to me last night. So important that I called Joseph immediately to tell him about it. Um, But I was having a conversation with somebody. I've been having a conversation with somebody who I know sort of, uh, like we've met before in person. I met this person through a conference in the finance industry And um, they posted a video online the other day that I really resonated with. And I messaged them and asked them if they wanted to, if they'd be interested in hopping on a call to talk about it and kind of like bounce ideas around um, sometime in the next couple of weeks. And they said that they uh, are on Voxer. And Voxer, if you don't know what Voxer is, it's like a walkie-talkie messaging app. Um, you can also send pictures and all, all kinds of other things through Voxer, but um, it's commonly used to send like short voice messages. And I hate messaging apps. I like loathe messaging apps to my core. I'm a terrible texter. I hate texting. I hate uh, Facebook Messenger. I. I hate email. I just, um, it's not my preferred form of communication. I prefer talking to someone, which is why (laughs) I have a weekly phone call with my best friend who moved to the other side of the country this year. Um, We have a weekly phone call where we actually sit down and have a conversation with each other because she knows that I'm an unreliable texter. And if we rely on text to, you know, keep connected and updated on each other's lives it's just not gonna happen so so I got this email from this person yesterday and I thought about I was you know sitting in my car just gotten back to my house and I was thinking oh, I really don't want to get caught up in boxer again because I've tried it before and I was as bad at boxing as I was or as I am at texting And so I thought, I really don't want to do this, but if this is this person's preferred form of communication, um, then I should just, I should just send them my account and tell them to send me a message and we could talk through there. And I had a message typed up and I was going to send them my account link. And then I thought, man, this really does not feel good. I I don't want to do this. I really don't. And I like, it's not, we didn't need to have a conversation about anything. It was just something that I offered to this person because I thought I could help them with something that they were struggling with. And I, I realized I really, I don't want to send this message because I don't want to be on Voxer. And after sitting with it for a few minutes and sitting with the feeling of, you know, imagining sending that message and imagining, you know, having these Voxer conversations, I decided not to, not to send it. I instead sent a message and said something like, yeah, I have Voxer, but I don't really use it. Um, However, my offer stands if you want to hop on a Zoom or a phone call sometime. And that's what I sent instead. And I know that that sounds to some of you probably like, okay, well, what's the big deal? So you didn't do something that you didn't want to do. But to me, a recovering people pleaser and someone who has found it very difficult to share my authentic desires with other people, it was a big deal. It was such a big deal that as soon as I sent the message, I felt giddy and I called my partner, Joseph, and I was like, guess what I just did? <laughs> and he laughed at me because, yeah, he has no trouble with things like that. But for me, it was a pretty big step. I still have a long way to go when it comes to being truly authentically myself more of the time than not. Um, But... I feel like I've really improved a lot, especially over the last couple of years, and I want to share with you a few of the things that have been really helpful for me in case you're finding it difficult to be authentic in certain areas of your own life. So the first thing that was really helpful for me in learning to be more authentic and make decisions that... Were truly what I wanted was defining my values. Um, And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I have a workbook that can help you with this. It's called the Define Your Wealth Workbook. Um, It's all about, you know, defining your values and what really matters to you and what your life looks like based on those values and then setting goals that align with those values. Um, if you want to grab it, you can go to goodbye to broke.com slash podcast gift. That's goodbye dot broke.com slash podcast gift. Um, but yeah, this has been hugely helpful and valuable for me um, deciding what are like the top five to 10 categories of values in my life. What are my definitions of those values? What do they look like in my everyday life? And then using that as a guidebook to make decisions on a daily basis, especially if it's something that I find that I'm really struggling with or if it's a longer-term decision like a new career path or a new job or working with a new client or company. um, I look at my values and I say, does this really, is this in alignment with what I've said is important to me? And if yes, then that's an easy yes. And if no, then the question is, you know, do I still really want this thing or my values kind of out of alignment? Do I need to reevaluate the things that are important to me? So that's been immensely helpful. Um, the second thing that's been really helpful for me is taking personal assessments and I feel sort of conflicted about this. Um, I love personality tests. I am a big fan of taking all kinds of personal assessments. I have done, uh, the Myers-Briggs, um, Gretchen Re- Rubens four tendencies, my Enneagram, like, and tons of other personality tests. Um, because I think it can give you a a baseline or it can give you more insight into your natural tendencies. Um, But I also think that you have to be careful because I don't think that it's good or healthy for us to put ourselves into a box. And I think that there's a tendency with personality tests to be like, oh, well, I'm just an Enneagram nine or, you know, lean on those characteristics that are defined by that test rather than really questioning why we do things the way that we do or you know why we are the way that we are or what we want um, so i think you have to be really careful about not allowing any kind of test to define you but i do think that they can be very helpful in getting insight into our personalities and our desires the third thing that's been very helpful for me in becoming more authentic is paying attention to the way that I feel before I make a decision. So I mentioned this earlier with the um, email that I got, where I was I was about to respond to this email and offer to talk with this person on Voxer, and that just did not feel good for me. And I wouldn't have always been able to pick up on that because that in itself is a practice, paying attention to the way that you feel before you make a decision. So I wouldn't have always known that that felt bad for me, but I've I've practiced that long enough now, paying attention to my feelings and my body that I was able to have that awareness in the moment and ask myself, you know why doesn't this feel good? What would I prefer to do? Um, but yeah, I would say building an awareness of your body and learning to acknowledge your emotions as they're happening. And it's it's taken me a while to be able to do this, but it's an incredibly helpful practice. Um, the fourth thing is asking... Why am I doing this? You know, am I doing this for the right reasons? I also mentioned this earlier. Um, Am I doing this because it's what I think I should do? Because this is what a good daughter does or a good person does? Am I doing it because this is what's expected of me? Or am I doing it because this is what I want to do? And this is what's important to me? Um, So always asking... That question before you make a decision. Why? Why am I doing this this way? Um, Do I want to or could I do it a different way that would feel better? And then the fifth thing is imagining making a decision before you make it and asking what that looks like and then again sitting with your emotions and practicing feeling your emotions in your body like for me um in that same situation when I imagined sending that email and like getting committed to Voxer I could feel it in my shoulders and my back it felt tense it felt it felt tense and I also had this like dropping feeling in my stomach and those were not pleasant. Those weren't feelings of like excitement or like, yeah, this is me doing the right thing. Those were feelings of dread, um, dread and stress of being committed to an app that I didn't want to be committed to and a way of conversing with someone that doesn't feel good to me. Um, and then after I sent the message, I felt I felt light and I felt excited and I felt happy and proud of myself, right? So imagining doing the thing that you're about to do, imagining um, different possible choices that you have in a situation and then thinking or paying attention to how each of those choices feels for you. So those are five things that have been very helpful five practices of intentionality that have been very helpful in uh allowing me to show up more authentically in my life and um yeah I I don't want to for a moment give you the impression that I am beyond this or that I don't struggle with it anymore because I very much do and um business showing up online on social media and in this business is one of the primary ways that this still is hard for me. It, it feels very difficult for me to show up online and in social spaces um, in a way that feels like it's really authentically me. Um, so if this is something that you struggle with, please know that you're not alone. I am also a recovering people pleaser. But I've found that when I am able to show up in a more authentic way, uh, life feels generally just so much better and so much more peaceful. And so I wish you the best on your recovering people pleaser journey or your journey to being more authentic. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing this together. So thank you for being here and for being a witness to my journey. And as always, thank you for inviting me into your life today and sharing some of your time with me. I hope you found something valuable in this episode. Um, if you have any questions, comments, anything else you'd like to hear me talk about on this podcast, feel free to send me an email at Megan, M-E-G-A-N at goodbye Don't forget to download your free gift, the define your wealth workbook at goodbye to broke.com slash podcast gift. Thanks again for being here and I will see you next time.